0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the Memorial Day weekend broadcast of The Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker's on the phone with me. Hey, Jay, how are you?
1: I am doing great, Adam. Uh,
0: You know, I wanted to start with, um, we've touched on this before, the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Yes. Uh, It is a uh, a long tradition to get together with your family, cook out, pool party, open up the pool, maybe drop the boat in the lake for Memorial Day weekend, but it it goes much deeper than that as we honor our um, fallen uh, fallen military heroes. Um, and this is something I have to admit, I, I didn't even know this until maybe seven or eight years ago, that the real difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And I had a friend in the military uh, explain it to me. And Veterans Day is where we honor all of our veterans, uh, yes. living and fallen, but mostly living. I mean, the veterans that are in the military today, the retired vets, uh, all military personnel, uh, past and present, we, we represent and, and honor them on Veterans Day. Memorial Day is just for our fallen heroes, the ones who have sacrificed, the ones who uh, died Correct. during service. And uh, I found this out, like I said, about eight years ago when I said to uh, a friend of mine in the military, you know, happy Memorial Day. I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. And he was kind of like, well, what are you saying that to me for? You know, I'm alive. Right. And we got into not I, I shouldn't say we got into it. He got into details about the difference, which really opened my eyes uh, to why there's two separate holidays and two separate meanings uh, for the for the holiday weekend. So. First of all, well,
1: we're very conditioned in our country and rightly so. And thank goodness we do. When we meet somebody who's been in the service, we oftentimes say thank you for your service. And we're honoring the fact that they made a sacrifice because while you and I were sprawled on a couch watching, you know, Saturday or Sunday football, these guys were out in very dangerous environments, uh, basically providing security to the United States of America.
0: And you will see, um, you know, through the weekend, certain uh, posts and or memes or images online on social media saying, happy Memorial Day weekend, or we honor our military, and there'll be a picture of, you know, soldiers marching. Um, and so some, of the, some companies, cor- huge corporations even, don't really... Know the difference between um, Memorial Day and and Veterans Day. So, right. uh, I don't know if you, as you're looking, I'm not saying to hammer anybody that's that's got it wrong. That just maybe re, you know educate them on on what the difference is, uh, and if they happen to wish a, a, a living member of the military a happy Memorial's Day, uh, Memorial Day, or, or thank you for your service, just maybe uh, get into some details about that difference. Uh, and one of the um, charities I wanted to talk about as we start the show, is Folds of Honor. And I know you know about them. Uh, We've talked about them in the past. They're online, foldsofhonor.org. And they're uh, an organization they've been around since 2007, and they help families of fallen military. So uh, since 2007, they've uh, provided scholarships and financial help to spouses and children of America's fallen uh, military. Uh, and, and now they've also opened up their mission to uh, first responders as well. And on Well, their, it's
1: great there's organizations like that.
0: For sure. And, and on their uh, website, FoldsofHonor.org, there is a, a shop where you can uh, purchase merchandise uh, to honor the military and the fallen military. Um, and there's some pretty cool stuff on there. And, and a lot of the proceeds goes to their missions. So... I, I guess we're just sort of for, forward thinking uh, with Father's Day right around the corner. Um, if you have a family member who has served, uh, maybe I'm sure they, they'd like some sort of Folds of Honor uh, coffee cup or tumbler or hoodie or something of that nature. There's some cool stuff on that website. and you, So you can kill two birds with one stone here, Jay. You can get your dad something cool uh, for Father's Day, and you'll be able to help support Folds of Honor, which uh, donates money and mission towards the family members of fallen military heroes. So happy Memorial day, uh, to you as we begin this show.
1: Yeah, it's a very important holiday, and uh, you know, as you well know, it does uh, it does us all a, a good uh, service to uh, take a moment to really reflect on what this holiday means. One of the things that we always love to do, Adam, is talk about public affairs, and we found the public affairs world is pretty interesting. We like to keep people informed and uh, sort of up to date. We like to do it in an entertaining way. And uh, a new study suggests that the healthiest state in the nation is Hawaii.
0: Well, so okay. uh, I, I it, can see that.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Uh, what the they base the score on a dozen categories, including air quality.
0: <laughs> I, I just thought you were going to say they base the score based on the fact that Adam and Jay don't live there.
1: Yes, well, that's part of it too. If somebody got a close up of my belly, they go, "Okay, health boy, thanks for helping us." You're not from Hawaii. You're really, you? yeah. You're really enlightening us. Please help. Uh, but yeah, so that what they do is they kind of take into account different categories like air quality, ironically, obesity levels, obesity levels. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Behavioral habits. Etc. cetera, Hawaii took the top spot, followed by Colorado, Vermont, Utah, and the state that finished dead last, uh, you know, as always with any time we get a list, would you care to hazard a guess uh, uh, who the dead last state might dead be? Dead
0: last on, uh, on health? Uh,
1: health, I, health. Well,
0: I, I don't know if I'm, I'm leaning towards Alabama but
1: but that's not a bad guess that's not bad you you are somewhat close it is a state that's in the south uh and it is kentucky
0: kentucky okay
1: and kentucky has many of the issues that many of the great Midwest, midwest states have you know uh it is difficult to get out during the winter months in many of these states uh and you know, let's face it, you know, Kentucky is a state that's more agriculturally oriented. There's not as many walking trails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're not picking on Kentucky. I, I'm sure that the state we're broadcasting from or to isn't doing all that great either.
0: You've got a lot of Kentucky bourbon, too, that's not really yes. that healthy for you. For, for your, no. Uh, you know, your liver, your kidneys get a little hurt with that Kentucky bourbon, so that sure. could slow you down. It uh, could. Yeah, you know what? And I I just feel terrible I said Alabama. <laughs> I just, I someone's, <laughs> no. someone's listening right now from Alabama, like, well, shaking his fist might. at the radio. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really have any main reason why I said Alabama other than, uh, I don't know. Football is big there. The sure. fun, I can see a lot of spectator, uh, a lot of barbecue yeah. and cheese sauce, uh, during football season. Um, hey, uh,
1: we've never been to a healthy tailgate, neither you nor I, all Right, I
0: was but it's
1: something tailgates. we all love to do. <laughs> yes, indeed. In fact, just the word tailgate has got me salivating as we speak. <laughs>
0: Not a lot of tailgates in Colorado, (laughs) sorry to say. Not uh, not as many. To the Buffaloes and Rams, sorry. Maybe if you could break into the top 50, you'd you'd be a little less healthy. Yeah, they're
1: serving much healthier fare, I'm sure, at those tailgates. There is a concern about salmonella infections as we head into the summer we always hear about this there are some common sense things that you can kind of do to protect your family uh, there are some food safety rules that are worth following you know obviously you don't want to take mayonnaise based food out into the direct sunlight and let it sit for hours upon hours you always want to make sure things are cooked to their proper temperatures and are held at those temperatures but the salmonella Infection kind of came out of the blue initially. The concerns about salmonella were around these food products flour, ground cumin, and tahini sauce. So you might say to yourself, Well, hot out of the woods, no tahini sauce at my house. Uh, what's uh,
0: tahini sauce? You're the tahini you're the
1: sauce. Uh, tahini sauce is, uh, well, you're, you're going to say duh. It's a sauce, but I think it is based on oh goodness gracious soy perhaps but it has an agricultural component which has been uh, tied back into salmonella
0: okay the
1: cdc issued a warning specifically what caused their big uh worry about this was uh, a rash of illnesses regarding raw cookie dough which you know it crops its head up every once in a while you know you've always heard people man this stuff is so delicious i'm eating it by the tube full. however raw cookie dough can indeed make you sick
0: i i've even seen uh there's a chain i don't have one near me but i saw it <laughs> online there's a chain of re, of dessert restaurants called raw cookie dough or i i don't Uh-oh. know exactly what that's what they serve and it's sort sure of like uh you know like a subway where you 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 go down the line and you it's instead, like a sushi bar it, it, for dough instead of picking healthy ingredients to put in your on your salad or sandwich you're picking mix-ins to put inside your raw cookie dough
1: i was going to say that is that sounds both delicious and dangerous all at once I,
0: I don't think any of these stores are in hawaii <laughs> colorado vermont or utah (laughs) no they're not
1: please take our warnings as warnings and not as comedy but yes uh and in fact it was funny you mentioned a store and this is not to pick on them but specifically papa murphy had a line of raw cookie doughs that they sold at many of their locations and they have been forced to discontinue that until this uh, issue kind of gets taken care of. Washington has the most cases of salmonella poisoning. And here's kind of a little guideline. You can uh, get salmonella anywhere from six hours to six days after ingesting products that have salmonella. And uh, the basic uh, deal is you could have diarrhea, fever, or stomach cramps. Most of those symptoms resolve without treatment, so that is the good news. However, the three symptoms I mentioned sound relatively unpleasant. So if you seek to avoid that, even though that sounds like a standard Monday morning at my house, if you seek to avoid that, you should avoid raw
0: cookie dough. Uh, what are we, 12? I mean. <laughs> I know. I, could, I couldn't resist. It once, was sitting right there. Know, once a week, I'm sitting around with adults, <laughs> and we're having a conversation, and someone will end the end paragraph with, what are we, 12? And I think it's just normal. I think it's normal it's to have It's just normal. You know, I would sure. say, Jay, that on, um, on defense of um, Papa Murphy's, Uh, you know, they sell their pizzas raw as well because it's a take-and-bake. You buy the pizza raw, you take it home and bake it. Uh, I assume that's how they're positioning their raw cookie dough. It's So you can take it home and bake it and have cookies uh, as part of your meal. It's your dessert. You cook the dough, you make cookies. So I don't know if uh, I wouldn't say that Papa Murphy's is promoting eating uh, raw cookie dough that's going to make you sick, although (laughs) all humans, me included, love eating raw cookie dough.
1: Yeah, that's why I even bring it up because unfortunately it is uh, it is one of those undeniable taste treats, but one you got to take seriously. The biggest concerns about salmonella, not to go on and on, but if you do have a fever over 102 degrees, you should seek medical attention. And the biggest concern are children younger than five and adults over 65. That's always sort of the case. With anything, you have to worry about the very young and old when these things crop up. Good advice. TikTok trends, we've always talked about it. You know, TikTok, very popular. In fact, so popular, uh, a state actually uh, prohibits the use of TikTok within its borders. Uh, So TikTok, not getting a lot of thumbs up from people, but uh, the latest worry about TikTok is it spawns so many trends and the latest trend in tiktok is uh is is called chroming chroming and the minute i heard chroming i go gosh that sounds so odd all right don't tell me
0: let's let's guess chroming like like chrome like the like a bumper like your uh, chrome bumper uh So to turn that into a verb to go chroming um i just i don't even have the slightest idea what that could be and most people
1: wouldn't and if you're a parent listening to this you may go well you know that's nothing i need to worry about but apparently it's an alarming trend in tiktok videos and it's the inhalation of a toxic substance to use as a recreational drug and as you well know Uh, You know, this is sort of a problem that kind of comes and goes with time. But if you take a a substance like the uh, propellant in an aerosol can or paint or solvent or nail polish remover, Mm -hmm. uh, even uh, nitrous oxide, if concentrated, uh, can have a narcotic effect. And even people will, uh, uh, and it's insanely dangerous, will actually inhale gasoline. (laughs) and i can't begin to tell share with you as a science major there's about 15 great reasons to leave gas in the red can and leave it alone
0: oh tiktok is just such a uh, viral trends and challenges are just such a bad idea anything you see that's popular that some kids are doing uh there i just saw that uh, a young man got arrested because he was um his TikTok challenge was to like sneak into people's homes and film himself breaking into their homes yes. yeah, and breaking into their cars. While, like while they're in the car. Uh,
1: right. And claiming that, Oh, I thought this was my Uber ride. Yeah. Things he, of that he, nature. Know, yeah. Thought
0: it was funny. And, uh, after, I don't know, half dozen of these videos, police, uh, this was in the United kingdom. They had enough evidence just to arrest him for breaking and entering. Yes. And it's like, he's lucky Uh, If he he were in Texas, he would have been shot.
1: Yes, Uh, that's what they pointed out. There are parts of America where they would take a very dim view of your uninvited presence in their home.
0: So just uh, like you said, a warning to all parents. uh, If if your child has a smartphone, that means there's not smart things happening on the phone. Uh, And in the world (laughs) of challenges and viral videos... Uh, Maybe keep an extra eye on them as they try to get more clicks or more views because that's what kids today think is cool
1: yeah you're absolutely correct about that. In fact, this week, this uh, Surgeon General, which you know, as you you know we we always are so polarized with politics, but the Surgeon General is there in a uh, non-political capacity to overview health concerns in America. And the Surgeon General's office issued a general warning about parents and social media saying that you really should, Instruct your kids on items like cyberbullying and these dangerous TikTok trends. That you know, it's incumbent as a parent that you kind of roll up your sleeves and make sure you keep at least one eye on what your kids are doing because some of this stuff is dangerous. Now, you and I, uh, for us, we might almost chuckle under our breath because you would say, Yeah, that's pretty obvious, that's dangerous. But a 12, 13, 14 year old your thought process on what is dangerous uh, because you just don't have the life experience to make those choices.
0: Right. Yeah. They're, they think they're invincible and they don't know what the negative consequences are. Uh, and not just with TikTok or videos, but with, with drugs, with alcohol, with any, any sort of adult decision.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough enough. Adam, you and I are barely functioning as adults, but it's difficult for us to make the right choice. You know that.
0: Life is hard. It's hard enough when you have wisdom and experience. Imagine if you were, you know, 13 (laughs) years old again in this world. Oh my gosh, it'd be almost impossible.
1: Absolutely. You know, we've talked about on the show that uh, our country is kind of a lonely country. And one thing that is kind of healthy is to have friends and especially friends outside of work as you age into your adult years. But there are a couple books out talking about how difficult it is to make friends as an adult. And I'll ask you, Adam, I have no idea how you'll answer this, but have you made any, let's say, new adult friends in the last, let's say, year and a half?
0: Okay. Uh, You know what? I I was going to immediately, I think, of uh, the adults in my office uh that i've certainly made friends with but those good. are those are work friends so that i don't think that counts sure. that's not
1: uh... well work friends are good but you and i know that you could change employment and they could change employment as well and that would alter the social structure because the basis for your friendship is because of work
0: i will say uh i have made a friend uh at least one good Somebody comes to mind he doesn't work in my exact office but he's in the building and i see him Uh, here and there and around, and we talk sports and have a good time, and and we have done something socially. So yeah, I made a a friend. I'm friendly.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. No, it's it's actually good that you are. uh, The book suggests that uh, it's an interesting situation. We're very busy, obviously, and it's something you just can't ask. As you well know, it would be somewhat of an awkward discussion if you Met someone and you said, Hey, you seem like a pretty nice person. Can we be friends? The average person probably, even though there's nothing wrong with asking that question, most people probably wouldn't. And if somebody asks you, you might feel, I don't know, maybe uncomfortable or odd or, you know, I'm just saying it's an awkward discussion to have.
0: I'm uh, reminded of the film I Love You Man with Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel. Uh, yes and if you haven't seen that film it is uh it's a good one so super quick paul rudd's getting married he doesn't have any friends and he wants to make some friends to invite to his wedding because he doesn't even have enough he doesn't have a friend to be his best man right. so he's looking for a best man and uh he and jason siegel end up becoming friends so it's it's really funny and it does showcase <laughs> and highlight the fact that when you're an adult it's hard to make friends
1: oh yes absolutely it, it is and uh as you said, when you see the movie, you see you, they underscore how awkward it can be.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's general super, mo. It's relative. I mean, everybody can relate to it.
1: Oh no, you're absolutely correct. General Motors is announcing the recall of nearly one million vehicles due to faulty airbags. And huh. so, if you have one of these vehicles, uh, do check with your dealer. In fact, if you call your dealer's service department. They will, uh, they will gladly let you know if this involves uh, the vehicle that you're driving. But if you're driving a Buick Enclave, a Chevrolet, Tra- a Chevrolet Traverse, easy for me to say, hey, <laughs> Chevrolet Traverse or a GMC Acadia this may affect your airbag. And when we say airbag, we're not talking about your passenger. We're talking about the safety device contained in your vehicle to prevent serious interaction with a hard object during a collision.
0: And in addition to the recall, if you're driving a Buick, you want to have your cholesterol checked yes
1: <laughs> that's a good inside joke and we'll leave it at that that's pretty uh, you know funny. i'm
0: only a few years away from driving a buick myself
1: <laughs> yeah i when i see one drive by i go you know that's a pretty sharp vehicle let's be up front <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a good choice for me to make hey this is some great news if you are a fan of mysteries adam they have solved the Bermuda Triangle problem, where they have actually solved the problem. And as you know, the Bermuda Triangle is uh, a good topic for any kind of mystery. In fact, uh, I've seen some channels uh, on cable where about 90% of their programming is something involving the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah.
0: What, they, but they've, they've solved it the out, issue. Huh?
1: They figured it out. Uh, in the last century, there have been more than 50 ships and 20 planes that have disappeared in a triangular triangular section of the Atlantic known as the Bermuda Triangle. Now, that area from Florida to Bermuda to the greater Antilles uh, is such a large area that, believe it or not, that coincides with the statistical reality of how many ships and planes would disappear from any given area in the world. So, meaning, if you just take a set that big of a section over, let's say Europe, or let's say Egypt, or let's say Russia, you would have that many planes and that many ships involved in some type of problem. We're talking over a century and fifty ships. Now, obviously, losing a ship is troubling because it could involve the loss of life and uh, equipment, but. 50 ships in a in a century
0: that's not that big of a deal (laughs) that's a little disheartening to find out that that the area uh, that is known for ships and airplanes disappearing they figured it out and it's it's completely normal that many ships and planes are disappearing all over earth so nothing to see here
1: completely normal so in a thousand years you're gonna lose some you're gonna lose some stuff Adam that's the way life is you know sometimes you lose stuff you do lose stuff the U.S. Coast Guard and the U.S. Navy have concurred on this as well and they pointed out that for every Bermuda Triangle uh, incident it usually contains a degree of poor weather or human error or both
0: that is uh, and if that is an airline I don't want to fly. Poor weather and human error.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed that nobody has selected the name human error as an airline?
0: Humanerror.com <laughs> is is still available, I believe, if you'd like to name your airline that. Human error airlines.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's pretty funny. There,
0: so what if it yeah, human airlines? So for sure yes. it's just human error
1: absolutely now i know that you know this show lasts uh, uh, uh 30 long minutes which you know you'll <laughs> never get back again but uh are, are we are we close to or are we
0: close to we've the end got, of we've got four minutes left of time that four minutes. That our listeners will never get back
1: they'll never get back but uh, i did have uh some uh super quick news a uh, guy that you have mentioned in the past a gentleman who is uh kind of set a very interesting uh, high bar for philanthropy, Mr. Beast uh, is in the news because he is buying up an entire North Carolina neighborhood for family and friends. And if you don't mind, go ahead and describe Mr. Beast, because I think you have the best handle on who Mr. Beast is
0: okay. Well, Mr. Beast uh, is a is a YouTuber, uh, an influencer. He's got uh, millions and millions, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of followers and subscribers by now. And he will uh, he does charity for clicks. Um, and I don't know if that's an official term, but he he will uh, he'll basically buy a, a twenty thousand dollar car and he'll give it to somebody. Uh, for two dollars and he'll film it and that video will get you know millions of likes on YouTube and so he the money that he makes from the revenue shares and the advertising from getting all these views he uses that money to go buy or purchase his next charitable item that he's going to give to the next needy person so he's been known to uh cure blindness i mean he has he has paid for the eyesight corrective surgery for like 20 people and he films it and puts it online and people watch it and he makes money and then he takes that money and does something else with it so apparently yes. he's bought an entire neighborhood and he's going to give the yes. houses away
1: yeah he uh, even though he is a multi-millionaire he is listed uh by forbes as uh youtube's highest earning creator fact, uh, he earned an estimated $54 million in 2021. And as you said, he's used it for a lot of very, uh, you know, very excellent philanthropic projects. His latest thing was he until very recently lived in a $700 a month house. And he only upgraded that house after there was a robbery in his neighborhood. So what he sought to do is he bought five homes, in greenville north carolina and he is providing these homes to his family friends and employees and so he's going to try to create a a little enclave if you will of people that are sort of near and dear to him Uh, and because of his philanthropic efforts he now has employees so he's actually trying to provide his employees uh, a great safe place to live
0: that is truly amazing that somebody can build a career like that with uh, you know in the past to do something like that with media or traditional media take years of education, years of experience working your way up to get to market number one in New York not today you can just uh, do some crazy stuff on uh, the internet and all of a sudden people will follow you and then you you, you built a, an amazing media career out of nothing that fast too.
1: Yeah, and you've talked about that before. The Mr. Beast stuff is definitely worth looking up and hats off. And we've always been proud on this program of people that use their uh, God-given abilities or the largesse they've enjoyed in their life like Warren Buffett and contributed to the greater good of society. So hats off to being a philanthropist and anybody can be one. Yeah. Uh, and some just do it more creatively than others.
0: Here here. All right, interesting stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your stories, Jay. We look forward to you uh, as we approach the month of June. Gosh, halfway through 2023 already. You've been listening to The Adam Ritz Show, and you can hear this episode and our past shows on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.